0: Listening to the Nerds Assemble podcast.
1: So 297 of the Nerd Assemble podcast. I'm Emily.
2: I'm Paul. And I'm Paul, aka Retroid.
1: Uh, this week, like within a few, few, well, an hour, less than two hours uh, before we were due to record this episode, the government announced that, well, I say the government, the CEO, technically, of Channel 4 announced in an email to staff that they were going to privatise the channel or some other bullshit to that description. And the government was like, yeah, we're privatising Channel 4. So, uh, we've got to talk a bit about that bullshit, um, with a side of bullshit, um, maybe some of the bullshit and what we've been up to, which isn't bullshit.
2: It's never bullshit. Well, frequently, yeah, I have my bullshit, but yeah, <laughs> generally speaking, what we've been up to is not bullshit.
1: Yeah. Um,. I think we've—I don't know if we've briefly talked about it on the show before. This whole thing, kind of—it's not the first time it's reared its head. Um, there's been pushed back in 2016 under Cameron's government for this. There were pushes before then and shit, just to privatise Channel Four. For those who aren't in the UK, Channel Four is a publicly owned broadcaster um, that makes its income from advertising mainly um, uh, but it can't produce its own shows so it commissions other companies, production companies stuff to make its shows um, and it has a massive remit for doing stuff in the public interest it's different to the BBC I would say it's programming actually tends to be more out there than the BBC and it certainly has a news program uh, that is perhaps the most Outspoken against whichever government is ever in power. But that, would that be a it, fair
2: it. takes no bullshit, and Channel Four News is a, a gem.
1: Yeah, um, to to such an extent that uh, certainly uh, that the current uh, under sort of like Boris Johnson um, appearances by the Tory Party and their politicians on Channel Four News has become somewhat fleetingly sparse because they basically refuse to be on the show because the, they take them to task um, the only times they'll like tend to end up with slots of anyone who's kind of in the cabinet or whatever or Johnson himself as if they're set media slots at an event rather than asking for people to come onto the show so I, I still remember there was quite quite the questioning I think was it during G7 last year when the buggers rolled down here in Cornwall um and Johnson, which to- i'm sure was very popular down there oh yes incredibly popular what with the destruction of the natural habitat and m- m- loads of two towns basically uh brought to a standstill so, yes it's absolutely joyful um but anyway anyway channel 4 um is there's not any like like the bbc it's also there's nothing quite like channel 4 in the UK um, since its launch in the, was it the 1980s? It was, yeah. Yeah, there's just nothing quite like it. Um, uh, And it's like, uh, yeah, it's kind of independent TV in a way that you don't get from the other commercial channels um, in the UK but also that you don't get from the licence fee funded BBC I mean in some ways Channel 4 has got more in common with the BBC and other ways it doesn't um, interestingly it's News Channel news. Channel 4 News is produced by ITN who are also the same ones that produce the uh, main national news for ITV not the regional news but the national news for ITV do
2: yeah, do, um, do they also do the news for Channel Five, or is that someone else?
1: It might be Channel Five. I don't go on. <laughs> I don't watch Channel Five almost like never because um, they just channel, like,
2: channel Five in my mind is still the new channel.
1: It's they don't tend to have programming that um, is anything um, I want to watch, but Channel Four yeah certainly does a lot of the time. Um, They were also kind of like back in the day, like the channel that that they are perhaps more so than Sky. I think they're really the channel that introduced the UK to HBO shows. Because they tend to a bit more.
2: The impression I get is that um, Sky will catch on to what another channel is doing. Just like, um, you know, Channel 4 started getting in HBO. Mm. Like Sex and the City, that was one of their first yeah things wasn't it uh,
1: yeah and like the very friends was on which is not show, but friends was on channel 4 when it was originally airing yes uh, um
2: yeah yeah and uh yeah there, there's a few other things that have been um you know launched on channel 4 and then um gone on to be successful elsewhere you know they've been grabbed up but yeah Channel 4 used to be a main steer for me, but less so these days, to be honest.
1: Um, I mean, I I find myself hard-pressed to have any real um, channel uh, loyalty, as it were. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Like, I'll listen to my local radio, BBC radio station to get kind of local news, watch BBC local news to get a bit more of it, and then if I want to, if I really, really want to pay attention to national international news, I watch Channel 4 News in the evening. Um, and then sometimes catch up with some of their like factual stuff and some of their dramas. Not that I've had a chance yet to watch It's a Sin, which was like one of their biggest ones from last year. Which was... Uh, and, and, no, yeah, and... was like, like, Queer as Folk, Channel 4. Yeah. You know, the original, not not the American remake. Um, That's a UK show. Teachers, which launched the careers of people like Andrew Lincoln, who went on to uh, play... Um, Rick Grimes? Rick, yeah, Rick Grimes in The Walking Dead.
0: Well, we won't talk about... Um, oh, was that the Christmas film? Love Actually? Yes, I think it could be.
1: Yeah, well, they don't love actually. <clears throat> no, it was Teachers. It was totally, completely, <laughs> yeah. and utterly Teachers. <clears throat> Skins. Skins? Oh gosh, yes, Skins. That is true, and that
0: has launched quite a few um, careers as well. Yes. If you think about mm-hmm. uh, Nicholas Holt and... Um, was it Dev Patel? Yep,
1: yeah. Dev Patel. Um, oh god. Like it, 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 we're, yeah, We're doing this episode with not much prep because this is literally breaking news, but if I were able to get my brain to think a bit better... Um, And there's not real caffeine in the room, there's decaffeinated caffeine, which I will be drinking at the moment because it's a hot drink and it's freaking cold. Um, But Channel 4's just... Channel 4 are the ones that kind of... uh, Aren't they the ones that messed up the showing Angel back in the day, though? Yes. Yeah, messed it up. Retro, can you describe what Channel 4 did with Angel?
2: please um they decided to buy a series which uh was supposed to be well it was sold as more mature than buffy you know, um buffy and then they decided to put it on about six o'clock uh, and, yeah and and cut it for tv at that point and they cut it really badly i mean there were a few episodes that it you know, there were five sequences that didn't really make much sense because they had a rule thing against people being stabbed. And when you're talking about, you know, staking vampires.
1: And also most of the methods for killing supernatural beings in Buffy and Angel does do involve stabbing. I would say more stabbing. Yeah. Supernatural. Supernatural involves far more beheading. But I, I feel like they felt they could get away with a few more things because they came on a bit longer, a bit later rather. In the game. Yeah. But um, yeah. Oh, but also like back in the day, like flipping uh, late, early morning, late night, depending on your point of view, anime. Yeah. On Channel Four. Um, I mean,
0: yeah, there's there's several seasons uh, that I've. I remember being on, including was it Legend of the Four Kings and awido Eight Hundred Eight and stuff? Yeah. Although awido Eight Hundred Eight, if I remember rightly, only got three episodes.
1: Or at least, as far as, be, as Channel Four was concerned, it had that mm. many. Um, I I can't say for certain, not without a quick Google. Um, but just, I mean, certainly for young years the, I mean, but when we had fewer TV channels, and there wasn't things like Freeview. Um, back
2: in the old days! <laughs> it was a bit bigger staple.
1: I mean, when they had to do children's programming, you know, yeah. and, and so you had Saturday morning, and, like, Channel 4 is the reason why I got into and still love Ulysses 31. Yes! Because they were the ones showing it, back in the day. Um they used to do repeats of stuff like trapdoor or um what's the is it called in the herb garden the one with all the anthropomorphized um herbs and all that
2: with yes the, yeah
1: but parsley the line
2: yeah that's all yeah
1: one. and and like Trumpton and the clangers like they did lots of repeats back in the day that the bbc weren't quite doing but I, I appreciated them as a child. They're also the ones that, until uh, some years ago now, but certainly into the two thousands, they were the ones showing Sesame Street in the UK.
2: That's true. Um, yeah, that is true.
1: And uh, they used to have. Did they used to have some schools programming along with BBC Two back in the day? Because they
2: did. Yes. Yeah. They were. They did. They had the you know the big clock. Mm, Hmm. And it would be, you know, countdown for schools and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think that was part of their public service broadcasting remit.
1: Yeah, they, they kind of got, they, they obviously don't do that kind of thing anymore and haven't done for some time. Um, but then there's lots of other random bits and pieces that have been on Channel 4 over the years uh, across, they're the home, actually, of the Paralympics broadcasts. Yeah. yeah. For both the uh, regular sort of Paralympics and the Winter Paralympics. yeah um, and they're the sh- home of like late night uh, shows, weekly shows like um, the Last Leg. Um, and I gosh, I, I can't imagine like many private owners being happy with a show like the Last Leg, because if you think if you think Channel Four News, <laughs> 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 it regularly <laughs> digs at our government. I mean, the Last Leg does it, and then kind of just twists the dagger even deeper. I-
2: I would say what one digs and the other gives it a kicking.
1: Yes, it. it
0: I mean, it, it could be kind of argued that um, that's maybe part of the reason why they want to privatise. Well,
1: it. this is the thing, um, and so I wrote a letter back in November to my local MP saying when this news was sort of like being more widely broadcast prior to this announcement today, um, and there was a public consultation, ten week consultation going on it, which. I might add, overwhelmingly said, "Please don't fucking do this." Um, yeah, uh, I said no, this isn't okay, and she tried to make the argument of, "Oh, oh, well, they need to be able to raise capital. They can't do that with their current model, and like most people think, they're doing pretty okay with their advertising model." Yeah,
0: what the? I mean.
1: Wait, yep, they, have our
0: they are right there
1: yeah um, I don't know there's some bits of it that I would prune and do a bit differently if I was you know the CEO of the whole damn mm. thing um, but overall like it has programming that I'd want to come back to and I think it has programming for quite a wide age range as well that is different to what the BBC does um so it's just kind of like what, and so basically, I sent a snarky email following up to her one from November, when she replied to me being like, "Look, you guys have privatized so many things over the years, and you have you suck." I didn't use the word "suck," but that my the subtext was you guys suck at this, and you're just going to suck again, and we're going to end up with uh, Channel Four News owned by an, a, a foreign <laughs> owner like, other media entities in this country that are private, um, which is, you know, with the insinuation, of course, that that means that we will continue to have less impartial media available in this country, which is a real issue. We have no legal protections in the UK to ensure that news media, for certain, is not owned by foreign interests, and that has that is genuinely having a stifling effect on democracy in this country. Just to yeah, le- lay a serious note. <laughs> we are in we, we, we nerds about everything, including how uh. the media is running this country.
2: <laughs> we we have opinions with a capital O mm. on these topics because we have to put up with this shit. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of putting up with this shit, um, I think, you know, the first time that the Tories were seriously starting to bang on about prioritising General 4 was the leadership debate for the Tory party. Remember that?
1: Oh, uh, they, they didn't like how that went.
2: No, 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 you see, I, I can't remember. Was it the leadership? It wasn't the leadership debate for the Tory party, it was the. Uh, Leadership debates, as in you know, uh, leading up to the general election in two thousand nineteen,
1: wasn't it? It got messy, if I remember.
2: But yeah, um, basically Boris Johnson um, ducked out because he is a fucking coward who hides in fridges. See, see which which side of the political divide you know I, I'm standing on. <laughs> and um, they tried to get Channel Four to accept his dad taking his place
1: or well, some such this, this, yeah. this sounds like an
2: episode of arrested development but it's 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 how the uk actually works
1: and um, um, malfunctions repeatedly this is how the uk repeatedly malfunctions not works yeah it works
2: yeah it did basically we, we just fuck everything up until you know everyone goes oh yeah okay we're part of the empire whatever <laughs> Have a trade deal. Go away. Don't send Liz Truss again. Just let us sleep. But yeah, um, I remember them being really annoyed at all that and um, saying, "You know, you know, we, we control who you know who does what. You know, with the you know a license fee and." you know, broadcast licenses and all of that kind of thing and everyone was, doesn't that sound like a bit of a threat to a, you know, broadcaster? And they were going, no, 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 it's definitely not that. And everyone goes, it bloody was, wasn't it? And again, it was.
1: Yeah, it was.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And And of course, they they gave the job to Nadine Doris who um, couldn't organise a piss-up in a brewery, Uh, probably because she wouldn't understand what a piss-up was or, in fact, a brewery.
1: No, she's literally there to be a puppet. At this point, uh, a say yes puppet.
0: Yeah, I mean, isn't that pretty much why um, uh, Boris Johnson doesn't actually like sacking anyone, despite the fact that you know people Thrillist. fuck up quite um, regularly.
1: Yes, it's because his entire cabinet is yes, <clears throat> yes people who are idiots. Um, I say idiots, idiots to um, evil bastards. I mean,
2: now, yeah, it's going to say in their in their defence, Emily. I have to say that you know his entire cabinet is are either idiots or complete sociopathic assholes. They're uh, not uh, all idiots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I suppose what else what else could we, we talk about in relation to this? So basically, I've already written to me MP this evening, and you know, in light of this, time, replying to the original uh, case. Um, I don't expect to get a decent reply, back. I rarely do um uh, i've seen that the opposition such that it is is against this move i mean the irony of course the irony in all of this is that margaret thatcher it was under margaret thatcher's government that channel 4 was created and she insisted it needed to be publicly owned yeah there is the mightiest of ironies uh like you know, out sort of Thatcherite, Reaganing, you know, Thatcher, but the current. Yeah, it's
2: it's have, having lived through you know through the eighties, um, i I never thought I would be, you know, thinking at least Margaret Thatcher wasn't this bad. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: have you used, have you seen Nadine Dorris's uh, tweets on this? As part no, of the announcement, I can't.
1: Rem- I can't remember if I've
2: got her muted or blocked. Which you know. Oh, oh, part- I'm I'm blocked. Of course. By Nadine Dorris since years ago, but um, yeah, it's it's just you know just this first tweet here where it's it's just that there's a lot to unpack in the the fuck are you talking about, Nadine? So she writes. Channel 4 rightly holds a cherished place in British life, and I want that to remain the case. No, you don't, though, do you? And it's just this bit here where it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I have come to the conclusion that government ownership is holding Channel 4 back from competing against streaming giants like Netflix and Amazon.
0: That's kind of what? not how any of that works anymore. I mean, to be honest, most people have at least two streaming services that they're, you know, going with, and even then, Channel 4's back catalogue is free. Yeah, so, so well,
2: supported by advertising, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, it's it's just the whole thing there is. Well, first of all, isn't all for either the most popular um, or second only to iPlayer when it comes to, um, you know, catch-up slash streaming in the UK.
1: Mm.
2: So in other words, what the hell is she talking about here? Because it's, well, first, Netflix and Amazon are paid for. They're, they're both subscription. Second, why isn't she going to ITV Hub? Hmm. or you know the channel 5 catch up service yeah you know if she's saying oh you know competing it, it's just um netflix and amazon are both multinationals so it it's just what in what in hell is she talking about on this it's it's just oh I, let's think of streaming oh yeah I'll write these down because otherwise it's yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I've, I've long ago come to the conclusion that she is thick as two shot planks, like several of Johnson's cabinet. But this just doesn't make any sense the way she's framing it.
1: But also, like, it doesn't need to compete with. Things like Netflix, Amazon—they have got tons of fucking. I mean, okay. The crazy, the crazy thing about certainly Netflix—I'm not sure what the situation is for the finances of Amazon because they are actually a diversified company mm. that has its fingers in a lot of pies. Netflix doesn't so much. Now, Netflix—the only reason—the mm. thing about Netflix, you have to understand with their funding, that they—they are in so much debt at the moment. As a company, in order to produce the content at the volume and quality in air quotes that they do, they that yeah. like what, like what they are they are spending more than they have coming in from subscription revenue. That is not a model you want to emulate, like at all. Like, um, dear um, me, unless.
2: Unless you've got Tory brainworms, and then you think that a subscription model is the model for everything.
1: I, I've got like a book on like how to like do like switch to subscription model business or, or just launch one. Um, but this is not this is not needed here. Anyway, and then on the Amazon model—it's like Amazon does more than just bloody Amazon Prime. It's got a, a multi many multis of billions. Yeah. Freaking other businesses, which it uses to help with the money no. for stuff like Amazon Prime. And actually, I would say that Amazon Prime doesn't produce as much content as Netflix does at the moment. Netflix has gone uh, a lot, swung yeah. a lot, producing its own the, content.
2: Although they, they don't, they don't buy um, a million miles. You know, I've yeah. heard that Amazon sell books.
1: Yeah, um, they, give also, true. they they also do web servers and yeah, I was, cell I, I was web also web going to follow video. that up
2: also, they, they didn't run about half the internet without anyone knowing about it
1: yeah like it is, she's just a fucking idiot she's a bloody goddamn idiot um and yeah
0: um, I mean just just in case because obviously you've got through uh, listening to you know all this just in case you yeah, basically disagree and think that the Tories are the bee's knees what the fuck are you doing listening to us?
1: Like, yeah, we've, we've never exactly <laughs> yeah,
0: been praised. It's just, if you paid attention
2: to everything that's going on and you still think the Tories are doing the best, first of all, the best job they can, which, you know, I could argue that maybe the utter shit show clown car that we have is possibly the best that they can. So, you know, I, I could maybe, you know, go, eh, yeah, okay, but... If you think that they're doing the best for everyone and not just them and their mates, fuck off. Yeah. You know, with all due respect, just fuck off.
1: There is an angle that isn't being discussed, though, with the China thing, at least not currently. I don't know what the tricks. I haven't looked at any trade online magazines yet for this, but the one thing mm. that isn't being massively discussed in an angle and uh, one thing that would make it a how should we put it like attractive buy um, from a private company is the amount of IP that Channel 4 owns so while it may not produce <clears throat> any of its own shoes like it doesn't have like production shoes it doesn't have production companies it, it pays for other people to make stuff <clears throat> it owns the intellectual property of everything fucking green wing Channel 4 made green wing dear Lord like, in
0: between us
1: in between us Christ Friday night dinner you know like yeah oh. anyway anyway they they own this IP and, and that is if we if we look at if we look at the acquisitions that have happened on the American side of things in the last few years from Disney buying Fox to Amazon buying MGM it, it's all about IP it's all about IP so just imagine what brutalization of channel 4. But keep in mind, Channel 4 isn't in the habit massively of remaking its stuff, and I don't think that's necessarily because it can't afford to. I think it's because it doesn't want to, because it wants to keep making fresh stuff that is from new previously unheard voices. And if you do this whole fucking privatization shit, that's just gonna fucking stop. Simple as.
2: It's just, yeah, I can't see any positive to any of this.
1: So what have we opened up to, aside from dealing with the ongoing shit show of uh, the world's events? Um,
2: Well, yeah, I've been participating in existential horror. What about you?
1: (laughs) Also, with a side of that, yes. Um... Let me think, what else? Um, unfortunately, I had to mute certain terms on Twitter in the past day because of the amount of horrific content that was ending up in my feed from certain people I follow who I don't want to unfollow. But at the same time, it was just, yeah.
0: Horrific content. Yeah, sorry. About
1: contemporary events in Ukraine. Um... Yeah, it's just kinda of like I know this stuff yeah, is. I've, going I've I've I've
2: seen worse yeah, worse things that have um crossed my general timeline and it's like I know these things are happening, I don't need to share
1: this. I mean,
2: you know, I, I can I can say the words or retweet the words, I'm not going to retweet I yeah. yeah. The, so,
1: yeah. so there's there's that lovely angle going on. That's sarcastic lovely, obviously, yeah, on um, social media at the moment. Um I don't think any of that imagery technically I mean considering the hassle that um not safe for work like fan artists get into and stuff mm. at times like I, I don't think um any of that imagery is, is technically in line with uh, Twitter's terms of service. Um you know and it also breaks stuff to do with obviously like pretty much I think all uh, news reporting guidelines.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: um. So yeah. But anyway, aside from all of that, aside from all of that, uh, whilst we descend further into dystopia, um, yeah. what's been happening? What's been happening? Oh, uh, you know what? What? What other bit of geek news? What? What the hell's up with PlayStation Plus and 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 the PlayStation Now thing? Because I kind of missed that announcement.
2: Oh Jesus! Okay.
1: There was like a bubble of shitter over that announcement last week and then it just kind of stopped and I was there, very there, confused and didn't get a chance to read anything before it just the conversation had moved on
2: it's it's just there was a hell of a lot of noise about oh, oh, oh Sony are going to be doing their Game Pass version aren't they whoa, whoa, whoa. let's see what happens and then there was just a squeaky fart noise and most of the internet just went Ugh. And went elsewhere. That was my impression.
0: So, so, I was,
2: so I was kind of curious to see what you know what you two had you know had seen of it. You know what you two had heard.
0: But it was it, literally it,
1: so fast. I literally.
0: The only thing that I've heard is that um, was it Sony um, uh, PlayStation Plus is no longer doing their years membership or something.
1: You say that I got mine right. got mine got renewed automatically oh last week all oh, right um I <laughs> thought it was coming up and it renewed so it's like oh okay
2: well first of all we can all agree that the um the games that uh you know PlayStation plus has you know that they, you know they offer two full is it still two full full price games per month mm-hmm.
1: questionable on the full price.
2: But they are amazing quality, and everyone thinks it's a superb service. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
2: So there
1: was.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, I, it's like when I had my my Vita. You could get some. There were some pretty good deals. You know, PS3 and you know Vita. You could get you know an older PS3 game. And of um, a newer game that would probably have a Vita port as well. I played a few, you know a few on you know on my Vita, and it it was it was, it was quite nice, but it it was not an A. This is unmissable, even then. And now we've got a PS5, and how? Well, even when we've got a PS4, it was just you know looking at the offering and going, yeah, that's not worth it. <laughs> Um, but the, yeah, the, the deal is that um, Sony are adding several hundred um, PS1, PS2, and PS4 games to higher tiers on uh, PlayStation Plus. So you can you can still keep the um, superb tier that you've got now, if you can remember the last time you actually downloaded any of the games that were offered on it um for the same price or you can pay more and get a, a library of uh, selected you know titles from uh, past machines and when it comes to the utilization of uh you know playstation now which was their um, cloud gaming service which can go to hell uh you know i don't like cloud gaming on you know any format it's it's just it's yeah, it's it's not good. It's it's less than optimal, uh, you know, as a way to play things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's apparently the only way they're offering PlayStation Three titles wow. as part of PlayStation Now because they're simply not investing in emulation, which you know is the only way they could do it. But then that's also the only way that. Um, you know, Xbox and 360 titles could run on you know the Xbox One or Series X, or um, or pretty much anything that Nintendo have offered. You know, on their service, that's all emulation. So you know, might be worth looking into. You think? You oh, it, they also offer uh, PlayStation Portable as well as on um, some of the tiers. Mm-hmm. Basically. You know, it, on the you know the higher ones, but yeah, they're they're going to be a curated list. They're not going to be pop a disc in or you know whatever and be able to download it. It's only going to be what's on their list, which is not an ideal way of doing it, from what I can see. And yeah, they have specifically gone on the record are saying they will not be adding Sony published titles as day one on the higher tiers. And the reason they've given for this is they've, sa- they've said that they couldn't um, invest as much as they do in the first person title. Uh, the, you know, the first party uh, titles if they um, had them, you know, day one. And my reaction to that is Microsoft have been doing it for the last few years with Game Pass. And that's apparently been quite successful both for them and the titles which that have been added to Game Pass, both uh, you know, AAA Publisher and Indie. So yeah. Um I was watching a um a video podcast, uh, and which had two, you know, two PlayStation, you know, fans, or you know, you know, people who cover PlayStation stuff, and you know, they made no secret that you know their primary gaming machines are Playstations, and they were just incredibly underwhelmed by this. You know, after all the fanfare of this is going to be Sony's Game Pass, what are they going to be doing with it? Because they need to do something big. And uh, yeah. Adding a big list of titles is you know, four more per month is not really that great.
1: I think it's just like, that I, I barely play much back catalog type stuff as it is on it at the moment. Um the, the kind of stuff that yeah, I don't know, it's just not uh, anything that I want to play that's older has been re-released a lot of the time because my game tastes are small compared to perhaps some people, so like I can get my hands on Final Fantasy, basically. Uh, yeah. I still need a Bethesda box sometime. Uh, it,
2: the, the day is getting closer when you're going to have to.
1: Yeah, I know. Um but yeah, it's just it it doesn't the way you've described that that doesn't sound like that great deal to me. I I have barely I mean for me uh, there's a lot of like actually reasonably new stuff coming out which I'd like to keep on top of and I've got maybe time yeah. for me like one game a month to kind of do a decent chunk of. I mean I'll I'll, I'll say it now I haven't been playing Elden Ring the past since the last episode because I was busy knitting a present which went and turned into a disaster. And that's a complaint email. Uh, it's already been done. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I've been playing something else on Switch. Uh, I'll go into that in a bit. But um, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know, playing... There's not much in Sony's back catalogue that I'm kind of, you know...
2: Super... I'm I, I'm in the position that I have most of them anyway...
1: Yeah, I've also got most of them on older systems too.
2: And I'm, I'm also in the position that I've got most of the Xbox and 360 titles that I would want to play it anyway, as as well as, you know, like GameCube and Wii. I have those. So, you know, I mean, it's always nice when they're added. it. It's always nice when you can, you know, download something and it's easier. But, yeah, the... I think there were there are still some holdouts that were maybe they're going to add backwards compatibility properly, you know, like Microsoft did mm-hmm. out of the blue, which caught everyone by surprise. And yeah, I I just I I have the feeling that Sony are a little bit out of touch.
1: Wouldn't surprise me. Please. They've
2: got fan, absolutely fantastic first-party stuff, uh, you know, Horizon, Forbidden West, and you know stuff like that. You're, you're killer. But when it comes to the actual business model, and he, he, and I think it hinges on this as well. And you know, this was mentioned on the, I think it was the kind of funny, um, in you know, a podcast, poss- mm. you know, quite possibly. Um, I was, lo- I was looking at a few because you know, like you, it was, I'd seen an announcement. And, you know, one or two, like, throwaway comments about, you know, the higher tiers. And he said, well, what are they then? <laughs> it can't be that amazing if, you know, the internet isn't on fire with it. But um, when it comes down to it, Sony have been so successful with PS4. And from what I've heard, PS5 is still when there is stock. Um, still trying, you know. Still managing to, um, you know, sell, you know, Series X and Series S. So, Sony kind of don't have to try it's, as hard.
1: Yeah, it's 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 like it, it's like they can't afford to put any effort in at all.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's 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 exactly the same situation that you know when Microsoft were, you know, so dominant with the 360,
1: hmm. they
2: they stopped bothering and then Sony could just, you know, run in with those little videos of, you know, here is how you share games on PS4, and it's just, you know, one of them handing, uh, you know, the other one a disc, and that's it. You know, Microsoft absolutely fucked the launch of the Xbox One. There's absolutely no, you know, discussion on that. It's, it's just, it was, it was disastrous in so many ways. So you know Sony are still doing really well they don't really have to do a game pass but i think they have to be seen to do something to offer so they you know they've got the you know PlayStation plus and they managed to um you know justify that existence by you know bundling in the games and yeah i think they think well we you know we need to be seen to be doing a version so here it is and yeah, it's it just you know we, we took one look at it. I was you know I was watching some videos about it, and it was that's it. Okay, not bothering.
1: But yeah, okay. So what have people been up to now that we've managed to change the tone? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, can I can I go first? Yeah so so I, I went to cinema twice since the last episode and each time I went to see the Batman
2: did you like it then
1: yes I liked the Batman I liked the Batman so much that I bought some funky pops and 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 then I and then I might have bought some doubles of some of those funky pops so that I can have them uh, in uh, the office uh, at work at the physical office at my actual workplace work. Place work because, uh, yeah, it wanted, wanted some desk ornaments. It's, it's also really, as I was explaining to some co-workers, also really expensive um, and risky to have Hannibal Pops uh, on my desk because they're kind no. of rare and <laughs> worth a lot of money these days. So,
2: ah. What did did they not sell? How do you mean? Well, as in, you know, were they not like, you know, were they one of those things that were, you know, we will produce this to the orders that we get. And then, you know, they didn't get many orders. And then people were, oh, hang on, what's this thing that I'm binge watching? It's quite good, isn't it? I wonder if there's any. And merchandise. they
1: had several, like, ones that were, like, um, SDCC, like, exclusives.
2: Oh, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, so the Batman is. I'm just going to ignore that The Dark Knight Rises exists Um, if I was going to rank some Batman films The Batman is there fighting with the Dark Knight for me followed by uh, Batman Begins Joker (laughs) I know I've, I've been mean by putting joker in there but yeah it exists um the i can't rate the uh schumacher nor the uh uh what's his face into the 80s tim burton Burton. yeah certain films can't i i
2: i I can and they're not highly (laughs) yeah especially the schumacher the yeah schumacher ones were just i mean i've I've, I've talked So, I've I've told the story before about I was doing um, sort of, you know, reader reviews in Comics International around about the time that um, I think it was Batman and Robin, Judge Dredd, the Stallone version, and Tank Girl all came out. Oh boy. And yeah, holy shit, that Batman was bad. Was it Batman and Robin or Batman I, was, I don't, I don't if, know but would, if, if whichever was, it was.
1: It, if I was going to rate those films it'd be Tank Girl then Judge Dredd then Batman and Robin.
2: You'll see that's what yeah exactly. Tank Girl was the best of them. Judge Dredd was I'm Happy. glad that I'm glad that Carl Oben finally made a Judge Dredd film. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> um and, yeah, the Batman film was, oh, God, how how do you make something so expensive look so cheap?
1: Yeah. Paul, you were going to say something.
0: Yeah. If you're going to include uh, Joker on that list, yeah. do you include uh, Harlequin and the Birds of Prey?
1: Oh. Yeah, then it starts to get interesting. So, Harlequin and the Birds of Prey is then, like, immediately kind of drawing level with Joker it all gets a bit complicated. The DC movies start getting interesting if you ignore, like the recent ones, let's say recent ones, if you ignore Justice League and Aquaman and Batman v Superman. Are you still haven't
0: seen the second Wonder Woman film.
1: And yet the reviews don't entice me towards no, going near it. Um,
0: Shanks, we kind of enjoyed the first one.
1: Yeah, but then the first one—I wouldn't even rate the first Wonder Woman as much <clears> as <throat> I would rate the Batman. Well, no. Or the Dark Knight, mm. or Batman Begins, or Joker, or Harley Quinn, and the, the 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 Birds of Prey. Yeah. You know. Um, I, in fact, i I'm, <laughs> Now that, that I think a little bit more about it, I'm not sure if I might even rate Shazam just a little bit better than Wonder Woman, maybe. Just maybe. Oof. I know.
2: You, you'll be tweeting that out on the internet.
0: <laughs> that does remind me, um, at the end of Batman... Like, at the very, very end, post-credits, and there's that trailer for all of the DC films that were coming out. And it
1: was like there was another Aquaman film, and I was like, uh... Yeah. There was another but, Shazam universe, well, yeah. it was like one which uh, was the Dark Adam one, mm. uh, which I was like... Eah.
0: But it's like literally everybody left the cinema before that point, and it's yeah. just like, more for you. Yeah,
1: but at the same time, it wasn't like it was the best of previews. No, no, that's true. The Flash thing looked a little interesting. Yeah but Aquaman film just looks like just bullshit um, anyway, so the Batman looks good it, it's, you know, real sort of detective Um reminded me a lot of uh, I can't say for certain, because I've not read I've not read any Riddler stories previously, but in terms of the atmosphere that they generated for the film it reminded me a lot of the long Halloween which I'm far more familiar with than I was previously, in the sense I've had my memory refreshed in the last twelve months because they had the uh, parts one and two releases of the animated version of that last year.
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure in the Batman they do actually mention that it is like year two.
1: Yeah, it's his second year of his of doing stuff. Yeah. Um, Robert Pattinson is just really freaking good as as mm. Batman. He he, I some he people drew, he, Yeah, so some people drew comparisons with um the Crow. I could see that. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of the broodiness and stuff um, I think it's a version of Bruce that if you consider the shit that Bruce Wayne goes through as a character makes a bit more sense mm.
2: um, I mean he's still got his parents right <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and it also I think took note a little bit from Joker in terms of being critical of the system, yeah, um, which is good. Uh, so yeah, like it's it's, it's a good film. I, there's people, there's plenty of people that I follow on social media who don't like it, um, and then there's plenty of people I follow on social media who do. So, um, the other thing that I've been dealing with, let me have a think. Uh, I've been playing Kirby and the Forgotten Land on the Nintendo Switch. Um, so I was knit- I was knitting a baby blanket, as I've kind of said, that's gone to shit. Um, I completed it. Um, the wall's crap, and it ripped, and so it will not be going to its intended recipient. Anyway, uh, as a result of work trying to get that baby blanket uh, finished, because intended recipient has been born. Yep. <laughs> um, I was like, I couldn't really get into back into Elden Ring safely because mm. Elden Ring kind of needs a bit of time.
2: Is is there anything you can do with Elden Ring that's safe?
1: No, I mean, like it's you, certainly not a multitask kind of player game because the port <laughs> <one> doesn't. <laughs> <know. It's, laughs> oh, I'll
2: just, oh, I'll just pay ninety percent attention to this. Oh, I'm dead
1: again. Um, uh, but I picked up uh, Kirby and Forgotten Land on launch. Um, obviously it's a levels based game. So it's it's been good just for like the past couple of weeks, just a bit kind of like play a little bit here, a little bit there. In
0: fact that's why you were late for the podcast.
1: I was just trying to finish a level this all. I finished it. I didn't get You'll everything, allow it. Finished it. Um, I'm notoriously terrible at platformers. So uh, characters like uh, when I play games like a uh, game like this or something like some of the Yoshi's Yoshi's fra- Holy World
0: or is it Crafting World?
1: I've done both. Have you? Yeah, I've got, got both. I've okay. got one on Wii U, one on Switch. Um, but they tend to be a bit kinder on the platforming part.
0: Oh, and um, mm-hmm. what was it uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker?
1: Yeah, he's not a platform. He's a puzzler. It- Toad can't jump.
0: Yes, but I mean, it's there's still platforms.
1: Yeah, but I don't treat it as a platform. I treat it as uh, a three D puzzle game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it's a bit more. I, I still even when Paul tries to drag me in for like a co op or something, like some of the Mario stuff, mm. I still suck. Whereas Kirby, that 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 flying function is really beneficial for me sort of like sucking some breath float up a bit higher land back on platform safely yeah yeah so uh, uh, it means I actually complete levels because me and platform jumps are not friends meanwhile I'm fine playing about with stuff like Elden Ring when I do get into it I don't know what it is about platformers in me anyway okay we've got that. I'm about maybe a quarter of the way through um I haven't gone to a let's a collect everything kind of mode. Though I have been upgrading abilities, which is a kind of a thing you've got in the game, where you know Kirby's sort of the hallmark of, of sucking up certain enemies and gaining their abilities gets taken to a new level in this. So you can upgrade those abilities. Um, plus, he can do a whole thing with like uh, uh, objects in this world, which he's been sucked into along with just about everybody else from his world Um, the world itself is decaying and decrepit and has loads of little monster things in it some of them which are adorably cute and you don't actually want to kill but you have to kill because they're going to kill Kirby if you don't Um, but the world in places and I tweeted this like certainly in the beginning um, it looks like the last of us but Kirby (laughs) okay it's that kind of like broken down urban environment with greenery you know like when you're going through like some of the big city spaces in um, the yeah. both, both Last of Us games <sighs> which is just like wow okay Kirby does Last of Us it's cool um, so yeah I've been I've been playing that um, and there's another feature in that where it's basically like um, you, people might have seen some of the trailers that have been about but like Kirby can suck up some certain special objects, and then he basically becomes kind of like that object and can interact with the environment um, in certain ways, and kill enemies in slightly different ways. It's fun times. Like, let's become Mm. a vending machine and shoot cans out of our mouth. It's fantastic. Um, So yeah, so I've been working my way through that. Um, It has also got difficulty settings. Um, I started off on easy got through a load of uh sort of like the first world in the game was like are you sure you don't want to be on the normal difficulty so it's like okay i'll go on the normal difficulty then for a bit and then last night it was like i I, my run on normal difficulty ended when i died several times against a boss and the game was like would you like to be on the easier difficulty (laughs) and i'm like okay and you get slightly more health basically um and things are a bit more manageable, but you don't get as many stuff. Like you don't get as much of the in-game sort of like coinage and stuff. See anything? So uh, it, it is less generous. It is less generous. And is there a third thing? I feel like there's a third thing. What was the third thing?
0: Well, I've been watching a lot of-
1: The. There the was one thing, so I started listening to a podcast today. Yeah, um, it is called uh, The Reason Why. Um, it is a podcast that, um, by a guy called uh, Sabres Carey. Um, it's about uh, Cornwall, and um, yeah, it's really interesting listening to it. It's kind of like a like a, I think the the final episode of the series is coming out. Or this, I don't know if he's if he's only made making one season of it, or not. But the final episode of this season is coming out. I think he said on the 8th of April, something. And it's about like social issues, historical issues, cultural issues, stuff leading to Cornwall being in the situation it is now. Like especially like stuff to do around housing and tourism. Um, and it's a really interesting fact to listen. Um, lots of interesting interviews, um, and discussion with people from in and outside of the county, you know, people who've moved down here, people who have second homes and stuff like that. Um, it's really interesting uh, listening to it as somebody who's from the county and just internally going, yep, to pretty much all of it. So, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting lesson. Um, it's certainly very different to something like one of Rick Stein's fucking shows about Cornwall, of which there is commentary in the podcast about. So, yeah, he couldn't get an interview for Rick Stein. He was too busy writing his next recipe book, according to his marketing executive when uh, Samus was seeing see if he could get an interview. Did he talk
0: to Gordon Ramsay?
1: Uh, no, but 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 Gordon to get a mention. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I was like, thinking to myself, yeah, bloody likely on the uh, too busy writing that fucking recipe book. Anyway, so the reason why we're for listen, um, if you ever wanted to understand uh, things about contemporary Cornwall, I suppose. Paul, what you been up to?
0: Um. So, one thing I've been up to is it's it. We did have a period of sunshine that lasted about a week, that I was able to um, do some gardening stuff in, which include uh, included setting up a a like almost like a temporary greenhouse. So I've been kind of you know doing some plant stuff because that. Generally tends to relax me a bit, I think. So I've got some uh, got some strawberries growing. I've uh, got a couple of blueberry bushes that are growing, still kind of um, you know, still quite young, but it's like meant to be bearing fruit in a couple of years, which is nice. Um, So I've also got some parsnips. I've got some. Uh, Cucumber and uh, courgette growing as well. So, yeah, lots of gardening stuff. Probably spent way too much on it already. It's one of those kind of hobbies that um, it doesn't really pay for itself because you know you could quite easily go to the shop and get stuff a lot cheaper. But there's a certain sense of reward for actually planting something yourself, making it grow. And reaping, you know, the benefits of it after. Well, exactly. Like uh, uh, last year, um, I grew several sunflowers and ended up um, kind of getting like absolutely tons of seeds from them. Sunflower seeds, and it's just yeah, quite nice, quite nice. Um, so, another thing that I've been um, kind of uh, doing, or watching rather, is uh, Star Trek. I know I've been uh, watching uh, Picard quite a bit um, and I'm really kind of interested to know where they're going with all this because this is what they're doing at the moment is potentially kind of game changing and I think they are meant to be uh, I think they did say something about like by the end of season 3 um, it would be changing canon in some respect, but I'm not 100% sure how.
2: But We, it, we will see.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, this season has seemed like it's actually been very good, especially in comparison to like last season, which I enjoyed, but it was quite slow moving last season. It, um, it was. And this has definitely gone on a brisker pace
2: how How are you finding all these stuff, which is you know like
0: current time more or less um so very much kind of a commentary on um today's society <laughs> there's you know that's quite plainly obvious, but it is kind of they're, you know, they're not shying away from that are they oh, they're very much not no um which and, are you approve of hardly oh definitely. And you know it's it's kind of this glimmer of hope because you know the characters kind of realize that um, you know they have to like this is a turning point in history, and they kind of really need to uh, you know kind of sort it out because uh, what's the um, phrase that uh, Picard uses? Um, Change always comes later than we think it should do.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) It said.
0: Which, yeah, very much feel that. Very much feel that. Um, So even though it's, you know, kind of set in present day and, like, if we continue on going down this route, we're not going to get the Star Trek that we want, but we're going to get the Confederacy instead. Um, And, yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Um and uh let's see anything else i feel like there is oh yes we've uh, watched uh, the first episode of moon knight as well
2: oh yeah the new marvel yeah
0: was... marvels disney mm, that that was quite interesting it's uh, as far as i can tell it doesn't really join up to the greater cinematic universe all that much there's not like uh, references here and there for the avengers or for you know spider-man or anything like that it's feeling at the moment like it's its own kind of thing although it's like i suppose small enough in scope where you probably could actually you know kind of join up quite easily yeah I mean, when I was watching it, I was like, um, wait, isn't the museum that um, uh, thingy works at? Isn't that the same one that Cersei worked at uh, in The Eternals? Hmm. I mean, I could be wrong. It could be like a different museum. But oh,
1: she works at the Natural History Museum.
0: Isn't that what?
1: No, he was at the British Museum. Ah. But everybody's
0: working in museums fair enough <laughs> um, so yeah that was um, I have heard that it's it's been like a um, not sure whether a good representation or accurate representation or something of uh, DPD or dissociative personality disorder so in that respect I think it's probably you know quite a interesting perspective. Um, if, if that is true, if it's not just, you know.
2: I I have been trying to not pay any attention or about it whatsoever. Fair enough. <laughs> because I'm I'm waiting for there to be enough episodes. <laughs> to binge,
0: yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. Um and also Walking Dead. Because that's kind of um approaching its end. I'm not sure how many episodes we've got left to go. But it's a bit um crappy that they've already kind of announced like a spin off where like Megan and, you know, Maggie basically go to New York. And it's just like so Is it well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so you're basically saying that they survive. Right, okay, thanks. I mean it's a bit of a bit of an odd couple type uh, situation, but you know, it yeah
2: it could be interesting. Mm. Again, I'm I'm waiting, waiting for that you know that to finish off so we can you know watch it.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. They're doing like a, a Tales of um, Walking Dead. I think they've pretty much like announced that um, Alpha is in that as well.
2: Yeah, aren't there something like about three spin spin-offs that they're talking about?
0: Yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling. So, obviously, they've got um, Fear the Walking Dead, which is still going. They've got Walking Dead... Is uh, it Beyond the Walking Dead? Walking Dead the World Beyond? That's the one. Uh, so, yeah. now they've got this... The Tales of Walking Dead. Now they've got um, Negan and uh, Maggie um, go to Hollywood or whatever. Um, and they've also still... As far as I'm aware, they've still got the Andrew Lincoln, um, Rick Grimes um, movie trilogy that they're meant to be doing as well. So they're, they're definitely putting a lot of eggs in one basket. But I mean, I know it's it's probably a good thing because one of the good great things about Walking Dead is that it kind of has a lot of very personal stories and the kind of stories that you can kind of do over and over and over again. You know, which is you know, quite good. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how long it's going to take before it kind of gets saturated. Oh, and not to mention, what's it the, um, the spin-off with Daryl and Carol as well?
2: Yeah, which is, frankly, one we've been waiting on for years. Mm. Because it's like those two work so well together.
0: Yeah. I mean... Considering in the original source material, Carol is long dead. She died in the prison, and Daryl never existed in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, it's. it's, it's I, I kind of like the way that they've kind of gone away from the comics so much, um, because it means that even if you have read the comics, you only get a general sense of idea of where the story is going like with uh, Ezekiel his head was meant to be on uh the pike or one of the pikes that alpha uh you know um kind of uh did with uh yeah at, at the end of was it season 8 was it or yeah before the Whis- whisperer War.
2: uh, uh mm, yeah that sounds about right <sighs> Because I think they introduced them in nine. Something like that. Yeah, it's it's something like that. It's 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 a series that I think I am going to have to go back and rewatch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, then, in, you know, enjoy it all, and also just they're going, oh bloody hell, I forgot they existed.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, I
2: really miss. I, I, you know, I really miss them. I thought, you know, I r- wish they were in more.
0: And just kind of seeing how the characters de- characters develop over time as well. I mean, when we first encountered, um, was it the preacher, um, Gabriel, mm. um, yeah. and he was so incredibly distrustful of Rick's group, <laughs> and like now he's kind of become such an integral part of it.
2: Yeah, he he did not uh, come off that well in his introduction, did he?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, same with Eugene, and Eugene saved their asses a couple of times now.
2: Yes. So, yeah, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to have to... You know, once this is finished, it's like, yeah, there we go. I think I will embark on a big rewatch.
0: Hmm. Anyway, um, what have you been up to?
2: Well, I have been doing things with stuff. <laughs> um, I had a trip down um, across the border to the uh, the land of Tory. Ooh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so visited uh, my mum for you know, Mother's Day. And, you know. Yeah, did all that, uh, you know, caught up with a few people while I was down there uh, and brought some things up to work on. Um, I brought up a um, a Commodore 64, an original one. So now in Dundee, I only have three Commodore 64s with me.
1: Oh, only three? Oh. Yeah. Oh. To
2: be fair, that is a fraction of my actual collection. I think I've got four No 5 in my shed back in Carlisle and another two up in the loft. I like the Commodore 64. Hmm. Yeah, um, I had another um, shortest repair experience ever uh, because years ago, um, I'm thinking probably around uh, you know the turn of 2000, We were down in Hornsea, uh, you know, visiting, um, you know, other half-family, and that's before they moved up to Carlisle. So that's, you know, this is going on quite a while. Um, And there was a Commodore VIC-20, which was their first home computer rather than educational. It was the machine that directly um, preceded the Commodore 64. And um, it was the friendly home computer, as advertised by William Shatner on US TV. Um, uh, yeah, but it, I remember it, it was in a charity shop. Which this this was a small town in Yorkshire. So a boxed computer in a charity shop. When I happened to walk in, is well, you know, a stroke of luck of you know epic proportions. But I remember, um, you know, I picked it up because it was, well, it, I've not seen one of those in a charity shop. I've not seen one of them boxed, so I'm getting it. Uh, and it turned out it, it didn't work. So it's just been up in the loft in Carlisle for a rather a long time. So, yeah, I, w- I would say about 20 years. Um, and I thought... It's it's finally time because uh, one of my oldest friends had bought me some uh, VIC twenty uh, cassettes over the years with the proviso of fix your bloody VIC twenty <laughs> and then you can play these yeah have some more VIC twenty games fix your VIC twenty <laughs> so I it's like okay fine I'm you know going up in the loft because I got that cheap Commodore sixty four off eBay which was uh, misspelled. And I thought, I'll get one of the similar model that I know I've got up in the loft, and then I can compare the two. So I was already up in the loft. There was the VIC-20, and I thought, right, I'll fetch this up as well. Um, It works. It was the power supply that was dead. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) So it it was kind of, well, I've got nothing to fix. (laughs) (laughs) So I bought it. You know, 20 years ago, and that was before I started fiddling about with, you know, proper electronics. I was, you know, fiddling about with computers, and I was doing the, you know, the coding side and, you know, all that kind of thing. But I wasn't actually doing the electronics side. So I just thought, oh, well, you know, I've tested it. I'll put it back in the box so, you know, I don't lose anything. And I'll have a look at it in future. Maybe it's just a fuse. And it turned out, it's like, no, no when i tried it all that time ago it was simply that the power supply was knackered and i tried a, a commander 64 power supply works like a treat it's like, okay so I've, I've got some upgrading to do for that but <laughs> it, it it it's kind of nice but it's also anticlimactic so it's it
1: was, like yeah. getting
2: it's it it, you know, it, yeah, yeah. it's it, it's like getting a craft project and then you open the box and someone's already made it <laughs> And it's like, well, you've saved me time, but that was also kind of why I got this. But yeah, um, I'm sure I've got you know things to uh, do with it. Um, now, when it comes to other stuff, uh, we were watching two series. It, it, this, this was a tale of Reed... Um, finished watching i can't remember what it was but you know we we'd finished watching stuff and these other two series which we had seen previous uh, seasons of we were waiting for them to complete and they finally completed almost you know simultaneously okay but we, we we could so you know once it got to a point we were watching one episode of you know one series and then wow. one episode of the other instead of you know like two back to back of the same one; otherwise, we we would run out. Um, and the two series was um, season two of Raised by Wolves
0: ah. and
2: season three of Snowpiercer on Netflix. Now, um the Raised by Wolves, I think Sky might have it. Oh, really?
1: So, because it that- was a Channel Four originally.
2: I I, I I I honestly don't know. It's it, it's it's a sci-fi series, Ridley Scott, but you know, produced oh, no, by Ridley really Scott. Yeah, okay. So are
1: two different "Raised by Wolves" series. I was like, what? yes,
2: which 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 makes googling a little bit complicated sometimes.
1: Yeah, when it's like okay. you know, "Raised by Wolves" okay. season okay. 2
2: and it's like, so, no, so, not that one.
1: So for those wondering, there is "Raised by Wolves." Written by Caitlin Moran and Coraline Moran. That was a Channel 4 series. Okay. And then there's This yeah. Raised by Wolves, which is a sci fi show. There's, there's the confusion.
2: Yeah, one of them is, um, well, it's loosely based on um, the Morans uh, growing up, isn't it?
1: Yeah. In sort of uh, Midlands, kind of Bermondine yeah. way, isn't it?
2: Yeah, sort of. Um, not with, with that number, yeah. With, with not enough, arguably not enough supervision. Hens raised by wolves. <laughs> and yeah, this this sci-fi series. I've talked about the first season, uh, but that was about two years ago. When it was on TV, minimum two years. And the idea behind it is that it's the far future. They never say at uh, exactly what the date is because i think the idea isn't in this it's um the date is irrelevant it's so far in the future that it's yeah but um the the earth is ravaged once again and pretty much totaled by a war between two sects um One an ultra religious um, sun worshipping sect, and the other are the atheists, who are you know entirely science, um, entirely you know they are, um, well they're not so much atheist as they are anti theist. Hmm. So you've got the situation; they're both terrible. Because the religious sect is, you know, fundamentalist, and the atheists are authoritarian, and into this situation, as part of a, just try to get the hell out of this and do, you know, and do some good. Um, a an atheist scientist uh, captures. Basically, a murder bot called a, a necromancer, and reprograms her so she can um, gestate, or feed, or support uh, human embryos, and then also reprograms a service bot, um, who he calls father, and you know calls her mother and gives them the role of seeding uh Kepler 22b so they are they are sent there um most of the um the children die which confuses the hell out of you know the androids because um you know they you know so far as they're concerned um they're doing all the jobs right hmm. um and it, it's further complicated when their arrival after a few years on Kepler-22B, um, they are joined by a, a religious um, sect colony ship. So it all gets a little bit complicated, and the, um, the mother um, has to use her necromancy um, skills where she... She turns entirely bronze and does the sort of Jesus T pose and flies and kind of obliterate her armies if necessary. She, you know, because she was one of the ultimate weapons of the religious sect. But she's been, you know, she'd been reprogrammed and now she's supposed to care for her children. Um, that was the first season. Um, the second season. Um, Ends with them. Um, well, a, begins with uh, where the first uh, season ended, which is where they th- throw themselves down one of these large pits that scatter the landscape in this hostile environment, full of you know poisonous uh, plants and sort of strange mutated humanoid you know creatures, and find that they're on the other side of the planet, which is far more temperate and there's an atheist colony ship that's arrived so they you know they think they've scored because the atheists are the good guys according to their programming and it goes south from there hmm. but you yeah you you've got a um a weird cast uh who work really well the actors that they've got playing uh, mother and father carry off their roles quite well because father is he's he's kind of well-meaning but does he doesn't understand these humans Hmm. and mother knows that if she you know if she was completely unlocked if she had all her powers she could lay waste to everything so she is a little bit um Formidable. She quickly um gets into the sort of the hierarchy of the atheists because they trust more or less everything to an AI that they've got running on the ship who, you know, assigns tasks who's best to do these, you know, kinds of things like you'll have so many of the colonists who are gathering fruit and so many of them who are building defences and others have to work on, you know, doing this or that. And of course, because they they are um well, especially mother um was an an ultimate weapon. She's not really taken to by the, uh, the atheist coloni- uh, you know, colonists so uh yeah, things get complicated, especially with uh, there's there's one human child that was actually raised by you know the mother and father, and um he's child six. And due to how things go in the first season, they also get some, um, you know, children that were supposed to be from the, um, you know, the fundamentalist uh, colony ship, and they are also their children. So that you know, they're a little bit unruly because, well, mother, mother, and father killed everyone, more or less, you know, so far as they're concerned. So they don't really get on with with them. And then, um, yeah, there's child seven who I will not get into because it would spoil one of the moments from, uh, you know, the first season. But generally speaking, it's a very strange series. Uh, They're on a weird planet that has its own secrets because of the passage of time, which is never really specified. You know it's in the future, but you're not sure exactly how far in the future it is. So they're discussing things that happened, and you don't know if they are you know happened on the you know, um, a reasonably near to us timeline or reasonably near to them or whether it's just myth mm-hmm. from you know earth history <clears throat> and yeah the, there's weird shit that goes on, and it has a flying snake. <laughs> So, Mother Oz has someone to fly around with, but it doesn't necessarily go that way. But yeah, it's it's a strange series, and I w- I would recommend it. I think the f- the second season hangs together better than the first one. The first one just seemed quite random, whereas the second season feels like they have more of an idea of you know where they're going with it. So, um, if it's on, I am going to have to check. What well, it's it's on, but um, it's probably going to be somewhere like Sky. But I think it was the problem that we had with the first season as well, where it it's one of those that seems to have fallen through the cracks.
0: Yeah, I've got to admit, I've not seen it advertised on now TV or anything.
2: Yeah. Um. So the you know, the other series that we watched, um, well, the, another two series, but um, I'll just briefly say Snowpiercer is 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 quite good and they manage to adduct something that they raised quite early on in the third season, which is, don't you hate it when a character gets a vision? It, it, and they're just complete, completely out of the blue and they get a vision and they think, oh, I know what to do now. I know where I'm going.
1: I, I, I get really pissed off with it when there is no precedence of supernatural psychic abilities being a thing in the show
2: yes uh because i was side-eyeing um season three for about half of its run when they did that because um leighton the main uh, character has a vision of a tree but there is an explanation for that and consequences
1: it looks like snowpiece is on netflix
2: it is snowpiece series on netflix okay so with, you know with the great thing about that is of course um you can you can binge it which is what we did with the first two seasons and then of course season 3 was just just coming so it was all oh, bollocks we're going to we're going to have to wait now but
0: now so i'm pretty sure that chris evans is in either the TV series or the the films that it's separate,
1: isn't
0: it? Yeah, it, yeah.
2: He was in the film, and the, the the film goes in different places. Go, you know, it it's it's different. So okay. if if you see them as you that know, they're both based on the the absolutely batshit idea of the world freezes, so an asshole gets a massive strain which for some reason can run forever, then we're fine. it has some things in common um i i am not entirely sure whether they based it more on the source material which i think is a a novel or a manga i'm i'm not sure yeah um so yeah it's 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 a different thing but yeah it's got some things in common but yeah i i would generally recommend it. it it's quite good once you get past the silly premise they do actually, you know, work well with it. So it's it's not like you know going to be a sci-fi magnum opus in future, but it's it's a perfectly good series. Um and the last thing, which was a series we just wrapped up last night, was uh, Krakow Monsters, also on Netflix.
1: Can you say that one again?
2: Krakow Monsters. Okay. Where its monsters right in Krakow, or to expand on that slightly, without being a smart ass, um, it's it's set in Krakow, Poland, where a um, a troubled um, medical student. Who's uh, you know she's she's basically gone into medicine to try and work out what was wrong with her mother, who um, killed herself by driving into a tree with her young daughter you know in the back of the car. and she's also troubled by uh, weird visions that she has when she sleeps. Sort of you know, like um, sleep paralysis demon, that kind of thing. Um, okay, but
1: that's, that's actually set up properly in terms of like the.
2: <laughs> yeah, this this is actually a supernatural series.
1: Yeah, there we go.
2: And uh, one of the things which uh, it's like okay, so you know we'll watch the trailer, and it was mm, okay. Yeah, we'll 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 give this a go. Is it's based on old Slavic. And Polish folklore for sort of demons, monsters, um, the hierarchy of the underworld, um, godlings, uh, light and dark things like that. Mm-mm. So yeah, um, it's whether she's mad, and it you know, it, well the the hint is in the title of the series; is she's not. <laughs> But it's um, what abilities she has and um, the abilities of the people that she's introduced to. And it's it, it's quite a good little series. I do not want to um, spoil it, but... Uh, yeah, she gets answers about herself, her mother... And there's also something much, much worse than sleep paralysis demons that's trying to make its way.
1: Fun times.
2: Yeah, um, I, I so I would I would recommend it with because have you watched a series called Supernatural?
1: <laughs> oh, I can't really say. I
2: know. Um, I think it might be up your street.
1: Okay, um, so it's obviously a Polish series, is it. in Polish?
2: It is in Polish, you can watch it dubbed if there's something wrong with you.
1: I mean, I can't nip uh, at
2: what. Yeah, but I, I can't. I, we, we watched it subtitled, so I cannot say if the dub is any good. Uh, there right.
1: was a series we tried watching that was Polish and dubbed last year, and the sync wasn't always great. <laughs> no That's one thing
2: that play. always puts me off.
1: Nor the voice, nor the voices, actually, that they went for. They went for American voices, and it's just like, oh. if you're gonna do like, either get Polish people speaking English or something, or just European people speaking English, because the American accents really did not fit the setup—it was something set at like a university, and it's like, well, a European university is certainly so far removed from the experience of an American university, and really people, it really didn't make sense hearing American accents because the cultural differences were just so huge.
2: Yeah, it's 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 like, come on, if if there's something that's set in Europe, don't give everyone an, an... <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm, okay. I'm,
2: so well while well, um yeah i'm just going to um go and have a look to see if i can find the trailer and whether it's available you know dubbed i mean
1: i can cope with it subs so i just won't get to knit is
2: all yeah oh I, I i absolutely get it but it's it's just it's yeah especially live action i wouldn't go anywhere near live action that's you know been you know dubbed over because it's it starts going a bit wrong, doesn't it?
1: Just a little bit, sometimes. Okay. It's, oh, uh,
2: I, I believe they've they've gone American.
1: Oh.
2: Uh, because I wasn't going to sit there watching the whole you know trailer for it
1: mm-hmm.
2: while recording, but it's like yeah, yeah. but it it doesn't sound. Terrible.
1: Unfortunately, I can't. You know, like I I can. I still have to kind of keep a close eye on things, but I can. I can watch a little bit of Danish television or films um, and have my eyes wander away for a moment, but not for long. Yeah. Uh, I still need the subtitles whilst I listen along. Um, I've got no hope with Polish. It's not. It's it's a very different language to anything I've learned before.
0: It it is yes,
2: but um, I I'd, I'd, I would one thing I would love to know with you know having watched it, mm. if some of the underground locations are, you know that they have in one of the episodes, if they're genuine places, then bloody hell, I would love to visit it.
1: There's some really interesting stuff out in Poland. Mm. Um, certainly man-made. There wouldn't surprise yes. you, some Natural wonders as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, gentlemen, I think that's all we've got time for this episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, we've yet to set the world to rights. We keep trying. But, um, yeah.
2: We tell them in audio what more do they want?
0: God damn it.
1: <laughs> um, I think this episode will be out in time for it. Uh, but uh, in case you haven't heard, there's a Etsy boycott happening between I think it's the eighth and the eleventh of April. Uh, um. Yeah, because they're putting their they're stomping up the the amount they take from people again. They're selling on last. Um,
2: their- last I heard, they weren't exactly um, generous.
1: Yeah, I think they're. Uh, it's looking like they're increasing it to like a nice chunky kind of uh is it 30 percent like yes um i'm just trying to see what the uh, tweets are yeah that's uh, Etsy size are going on strike uh in april more customers to buy uh so a lot of uh shops are putting, uh their stores in their vacation mode uh on the 11th till the 18th Them till the 18th um so yeah just thought I'd mention that solidarity um, mm. and all that yeah so yeah but they've posted record profits and they're going to put prices up again Um. yeah just thought I'd mention that and there's other Seems bits to be
0: the case nowadays doesn't it
1: yeah Hey, uh, hey,
0: we're doing really, really well. So we're gonna fuck ourselves over by um, ing- they're
1: gonna fuck over the people that use the service yeah. whilst lining the pockets of the board members and shareholders. Um,
2: so nice profits you've got there. It's a pity mm. if someone wanted to take more of it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's all we've got time for uh, this week. Uh, so it is good night, from.
2: It is good night from me, Paul Wood. I am Retroid on yourgamer.net and
0: super Retrod on Twitter. It's good night from me, Paul Blewett. I'm on Twitter at Paul Blurt.
1: It's good night from me, Emily King. I'm on Twitter at EMKingMA. You can find notes for this episode over at www.nerdassemble.co.uk. We're on. Twitter and Instagram at Nerds Podcast or on Facebook it's Nerds and Podcast. If you didn't realize already, episodes are available on a range of listening platforms. Um, uh, and yeah, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, so uh, good night. Good night. Good night. I'm Batman.
2: That we that we know
1: of. There's no tall buildings in Cornwall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think there's some flats here, like uh, in St Austin. The short buildings on tall hills.
1: There's nothing <laughs> that a grappling gun is going to make much of. Truro Cathedral. All. Yeah, and then it'll just crumble to freaking dust because it's fucking sandstone. That's Jeez. right, because i have got
0: money to rebuild it. <laughs> because you've <very>
1: raised so...
0: No! <laughs> oh, that's sad.